Welcome to Rush Hockey Talk, brought to you by Rush Hockey, trusted guidance, unrivaled success. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Katorji, and this is our podcast series. This is definitely the place to be if you want to learn how to pave your way in the world of youth hockey. So get ready, because you're going to hear some amazing interviews with premier personalities, coaches, scouts, players, celebrities. We got them all. Rush Hockey for over 25 years, experts in evaluation, over 10,000 alumni. It's unmatched. It's Rush Hockey Talk, and it's here. Welcome to Rush Hockey Talk. Kelly Katorji here, bringing you another one of our very popular podcasts. Thank you to parents, players, as I do every podcast. You are providing us with some pretty awesome feedback. It's really giving us a lot of ideas when it comes to potential and future podcasts to do. We have a lot of new ideas coming soon. Thank you so much for the input. And if you want to send us more, don't forget, email address for me is kelly at rushhockey.ca. And before we get into today's podcast, which is going to be with a friend of mine, his name is Ryan Hirsch. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Energy Gum, Meet the Future of Energy, eight pieces of caffeine gum for the price of one energy drink. You can get it online at amazon.com or you can get it at chooseenergy.com. Ryan Hirsch, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Kelly? Not too bad. Thanks for being on our podcast today. Ryan Hirsch, for anyone who doesn't know, is a stretch therapist, FST certified. Ryan, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, explain what you do and and why don't many people know about stretch therapists? I know we know a lot about yoga, but what is what is the difference between you and and someone who is a yoga instructor, for example? Sure. Um, you know, it's uh, everyone's kind of working towards flexibility, ultimately. Um, a stretch therapist is going to be a little bit more specific to the person, more individual, almost like how a personal trainer would design a routine uh, in a gym for uh, a client. I would uh, design or look at someone's body and personalize the stretch system for that person. Yoga is more of a general base where you're working in overall total flexibility, but it's not focused on fixing per se, imbalances per person. Uh, that may be a result of just doing yoga, but if someone's too tight on one side versus the other, the instructor's usually just teaching a class, so you're always going to be staying limited or tighter on one side versus the other, unless you really emphasize and realize you are and emphasize in those areas really trying to regain your flexibility and match it equally throughout the body. Um, this is also a table-based uh, system, stretch therapy, meaning... Um, a client would be lying on a table fully relaxed, not using any of their muscles or fascial systems, and uh, they would be in, let's say, a parasympathetic state, which is more of a rest and digest state where you're relaxed, focused on breathing, so there's not a lot of tension in the body. Yoga requires you to use muscles, which would keep the body uh, a little bit inhibited from fully releasing at once. Um, both are good. Both are recommended. Um and major reason why fascial stretch therapists uh, aren't that known is it's relatively new in sport performance. Uh, back in the day, a lot of people just thought stretching was something you did if you had extra time. Now people are starting to realize stretching is actually just as important as cardiovascular or strength fitnessing or sport fit focus. And uh, it's starting to become more popular. You're starting to hear about it. But uh, 
it's uh, it's been a work in progress to get uh, the knowledge and information out to all the athletes. I, I can tell you that uh, for anyone who's listening, I, I've uh, been to Ryan and used his service. And what I found interesting about taking part in this this type of therapy is the the basically the positions that 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 you would put me in to to get a stretch i i'm curious why don't we know more about people like you i i it's it's quite hard to believe i i remember doing it with you a lot and i mean i'd be lying on that table basically uh tearing up uh out of out of actual uh, it was such a great feeling, but wh- why don't we know more about this? I, I just feel that, um, you know, nowadays there's a lot more emphasis on sport performance and people have realized that injuries are what hold most professional athletes back. And part of the reason for a lot of injuries is flexibility and maybe just being too tight in an area versus, uh, you know, where you need it to be optimal for your sport. And over the years, athletes are now leading the way, uh, particularly like tennis players like Novak Djokovic, stuff like, um, you know, LeBron James, athletes that really focus on flexibility as well as performance or to aid their performance. And this is getting people to realize, hey, I need stretching. Back in the day, everyone thought a massage or a chiropractor was enough. Um, And we're starting to realize that there's other modalities that may help you get to your results much quicker. and I would ultimately say the reason why we're kind of hidden right now is we're not covered by benefits. So people have benefits and they're promoted to use their benefits and the services that are provided under them. And that's massage, chiropractor, uh, and physiotherapist. So we're kind of uh, on the fringes here. And uh, hopefully as we, uh, as people in the population realizes how beneficial stretching is for them, uh, hopefully people start to hear about us more. So generally speaking, whether it's a, a parent or an athlete in this day and age, we're on our computers all the time. You know, we, we have shoulder issues, I'm sure, just from being on a computer, from slouching, um, uh, hamstring issues, hip issues. What sort of issues do you find common amongst parents and young athletes, whether it's girls or boys? And what's your recommendation? You know, uh, our lifestyle is a lot of sitting, uh, particularly as we finish off uh, schooling. There's even more sitting because works are now related all around computers. So, you know, in general, athletes will get this as well because of all the video games and there's a lot of computers now. But a lot of issues that are just common that we're going to start seeing or we do see, uh, particularly with sitting, is bad low backs, um, the spinal alignments ultimately posture changes start to happen when you're sitting too long. Um, pecs get way too tight, which leads to trap tightness. So you always have a tight neck and always looking for massages there. Um, ultimately, you know, all these tightnesses are going to change the way you move and how you function in daily life and how you feel. Uh, a lot of the tightnesses that go with this is very, very tight hamstrings and calves um, as well, uh, just from sitting deactivation of your glutes due to the tight hip flexors, meaning to, uh, it leads to basically wearing out your knees. So there's tons of issues with sitting all day long that will ultimately lead to some sort of performance or movement inhibitions. What about hockey players? So, you know, hockey players, when it comes to 
their body. They're very, they're very uh, muscle heavy with, with quadriceps, thighs, glutes, uh, hamstrings. So them sitting down a lot is a problem. How do you, how do you, how do you deal with hockey players? So hockey players, you know, again, there's always the tight issues where you always start in the core areas that, and you move outwards from there. And those core areas are going to be your QLs or your quadratus lumborum, your latissimus dorsi, your glute complex, and your hip flexor complex. It's always going to be tight on hockey players. It's so important for them for this sport. Particular areas I really emphasize with hockey players on top of that, though, is hamstrings. It's so important. There's so many risks of hamstring strains. And we need to always make sure the hockey players have at least some sort of flexibility in their hamstrings. We're not talking about doing splits, but we just can't have them that they're so tight that they're rock hard at all times. Another area is I really need to focus with hockey players on their groin area. A lot of hockey players have really tight groins and it's a common injury, especially with stride length. The final one that I really, really, really like to focus on with hockey players is their ability to twist, rotate, which is basically a lot of it is obliques for shots, for looking around, for any sort of wind-up. A lot of movement in life, it doesn't focus on that. So we need to focus on making sure the, the ability to rotate through the hips obliquely is huge in hockey players to make sure their performance is optimal. So over the years of, of dealing with athletes tell me the variety of athletes you've dealt with that's number one number two uh for anyone who knows or for anyone who has been to my event at least one of my events i have had brian there stretching athletes and i i i mean i'm sure you remember ryan it was it was a they were long days mind blowing <laughs> do you remember any repetitive issues that you found with those girls or anything that was, uh, and it, it was at our girls tournament here in Toronto. Did you notice anything interesting, uh, regular complaints, occurrences with the players? A hundred percent. Low backs from playing game after game, uh, just being hunched forward and skating as hard as you can. So there was a lot of built up tension in the low back, especially just from playing three games a day. Um, hamstrings were always an issue. And then it was the knees. It was just the impact of skating so hard. So it was a lot of quad and hip flexor stretching. If I just had one of your athletes on the table for 10 minutes, which was often as long as they were on the table, and just focused on hip flexors, some hamstrings and glutes, did a little bit of trap stretching within 10 minutes, they would said they felt 50% better. It's, uh, it's super common. Um, look, if you think about how hockey is, we're hunched forward and uh, Looking down at the ice, uh, heavy helmet on your head, it's just a lot of stress on the body if you're going to be playing those tournaments that you like that What about other athletes? You know, are there any similarities with with uh, their issues? I know you've dealt with, with tennis players. Uh, I know you have, you've done both men and women hockey players. Any other athletes that, that you find, because I know a lot of parents that will be listening play, play leisure sports. They may be golfers tennis players, squash players. What, what, what have you noticed with any other type of athletic um, uh, injury? Sure. You know, there's each sport has their uh, specific uh, injuries that seem to be related to the type of demands you put on it. Um, 
you know, hockey players is a very powerful sport. Uh, so leg power is key. So, you know, if you look at any uh, sports like tennis, sprinting, uh, soccer, uh, football, anything that requires very fast movements on lower body, you often have tight hamstrings uh, due to them being a brakes for our lower body. But there's also a lot of strains and tears on hamstrings. So it's one of those areas that you have to be really careful and explosive and powerful movements. The problem with saying what is the issue with each sport is each issue sport has its own issues because of the demands. So you really have to look at the sport. So with volleyball, I had a lot of shoulder issues uh, when I'm dealing with volleyball players, you know, especially with spiking. All it takes is one spike that goes wrong and you can mess up your rotator cuff for, for six months to a year if you're not really careful. So each sport will have its demands. The one thing that all sports have is all the power comes through the core, through the center. So everything about keeping your hips open will make sure to prevent any sort of future injury or can help slow up the uh, or delay the chances of getting an injury per, for any particular sport. The, you know, the general athlete, when they, when they do their stretching or, or, or parents for that, for that matter, you know, we're always doing sort of what I tend to think are just the basics. Now, why do I say that? When I came and had you stretch me, uh, of course, you were doing things that I, I've never done before. So how do you get more more educated on something like this? You know, I could be sitting, we're, we're uh, just uh, so all the listeners know the timing of this of this podcast, this is during our uh, during the COVID, uh, uh, pandemic here where we're all at home and I want to stretch more and I find myself doing a lot of the basics. Now I know the basics are good and the basics for me are things that I've just learned over the years from, from coaches and, and watching people, but to get a little bit more complex, to know how to stretch something that you just can't figure out. Uh, where, where do you go to learn this? What, what, what do parents and players do? I strongly recommend, you know, it's a great question. But just like going to a gym, you say, well, how do I learn how to be very powerful and strong in a gym and do Olympic lifts? Usually, yeah, sure, you could go online. There's some tips. If you're extremely body aware and you have great experience, you may be able to pick it up. A lot of times it's best to seek out a coach to start. That way you get headed in the right direction. Obviously, that's going to be tough in the middle of this uh, COVID-19 crisis, but that's usually the best part to uh, start is make sure you get some professional that guides you and sets you up into a safe routine or so that you understand it well, so that you feel comfortable doing it at home and more motivated. Um, you know, the problem that we're having now is a lot of people know basic stretching. It has to be what stretches are the ones that we want to really do and focus on and make sure that we don't forget about um, we're in unprecedented times. We've never been sitting at home this much. So we're going to start developing a lot of stiffness. There's going to be aches and pains starting to come out on the body. We're literally going to start noticing that even some movement patterns may start changing, which could be a problem ultimately. All of this is going to start leading to decreases in performance. Whether you're just an average runner or a cyclist or you are a sport athlete like a professional hockey player, Sports uh, is speed, power, strength, um, agility, balance, flexibility, all going to start decreasing if we're just sitting at home and not moving. So what do we do? I 
particularly say, especially for athletes, there's a core four lower body stretches. This needs to be focused on every evening. Your quadratus lumborum, it's your back muscle. It's called your QL. You want to search that up. There's lots of easy stretches at home that you can find for something called your QLs. Again, the name's quadratus lumborum. Second, your, your latissimus dorsi, your lats. These are great areas. They hold tons of tension in the low back. This is something that when you're sitting all day, you really want to make sure you're stretching as well. And ultimately, we need to be doing hip flexor stretching and glute stretching, like pigeon stretching and, and stuff like that. All of this is key to making sure that everyone in society doesn't wake up one day and just feel so stiff they can't even stand up straight. Um, again, hockey players really got to emphasize doing hamstring stretches. Um, hockey players are so tight in their hamstrings. So it's something that I'd always focus on and groin stretching, groin stretching, even just trying to do a leg up on the side and trying to lean over to almost like a half split, anything that just keeps those legs open from getting so tight that you can't move. So when you do return to the ice, you don't feel like you're completely uh, stiff as a board. And it's basically like starting from square one, like after a long summer, um, you know, the stretching should be done at night in a calm setting. A lot of people are failing without being in that right setting, uh, right mind frame. Uh, they're rushing it. It's supposed to be deep breaths, nice and relaxed. Focus on each stretch. Each position should be held for 30 seconds or more. It's about relaxing, not putting yourself in pain. And that way, we can really get into a good flow and keep your body from getting tense. Does that help you, at all, Kelly? I know it's complicated. It's really no, that, tough to say what stretch works for each person. No, that's actually really, really helpful. And and you you dumbed it down essentially. The you know the problem I think most people face is that, especially when we're talking about the muscles, you know, a, a lot of a lot of people generally don't know what a latissimus dorsi is, believe it or not. And you know, on, on top of it, your 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 explanation of what to do, I think, was quite clear and, and easy. And listen, for, for parents who, who need help, Ryan, or players, if, if they want a little bit of advice, you know, is there a way for them to, to email you and, and ask questions? 100%. 100%. Uh, give, give us your email right now. Sure. The easiest email, because I have a bunch of emails, as everyone does, and a really long last name. So I'm going to give you an easy one. It's H-E-R-S-K-Y. 99 at gmail.com hersky 99 at gmail.com i'm basically showing my age with the 99 at the end but that's okay that was uh my time so uh no laughing on that one <laughs> ryan hirsch uh, fst what's what's that acronym stand for so by the way i'm a level three fst uh stretch therapist it's fascial stretch therapy it's uh one of the leading stretch certifications in the world it's called uh, stretch to win is what I'm certified through. Uh, they're based out of the States and they are probably leading the way with uh, certifying uh, stretch therapists around the world. Um, the system is a fantastic system, uh, all table based. And uh, it's a really cool thing. There's uh to, you know, in, if you're in Toronto, there's more FST therapists than anywhere else in the world. So uh, it's a great spot to find someone. And uh, feel free living somewhere that's not easy to find someone feel free to email i can help uh, make sure to find someone that's close to you that maybe uh, can help you out that's fantastic ryan hirsch everybody 
Thanks so much for joining our podcast. Thanks, Kelly. We That's will, awesome, man. And we'll have you on again. And for any parents, don't forget, you can flip him an email and he will do his best to give you some guidance. Ryan Hirsch, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Zenergy Gum, for sponsoring today. And stay tuned. More podcasts on the way. Everyone be safe. We want to thank our listeners for tuning in to another episode of Rush Hockey Talk, the place to be to get informed about youth hockey. Rush Hockey Talk, trusted guidance, unrivaled success.